What's up, guys? Hassel Cattle Company is the best damn Wagyu beef you can get in the world. And you can get it for 10% off when you use the code DNVR. They call it the blue collar Wagyu because it's affordable for everyone. And it's just as delicious as you could imagine. Uh, so marbly. So many different options. They've got the smoked sausage, the New York strip, the beef bacon, the Wagyu franks. Two different jerky flavors. Their hamburger, one Food Network Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, but the whole country loves their beef. And you can get it shipped to you anywhere in the United States. So check them out, HasselCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. And don't forget to use that code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. We are DNVR, and welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver Online. Make sure you check out MSU Denver Online and get in on all that they have to offer over there. Uh, time and time again, one thing that will t- protect you against economic downturns is an education allowing you to adapt into va- varying careers. So make sure you check out MSU Denver Online and get in on their 750 classes, 40 plus online and hybrid programs, rigorous and affordable programs taught by for pre- professors who bring the real world into the classroom. And when you use the code DNVR Sports when you sign up, you can get rid of all of your application fees, which of course is always a pain when you're going around and, and looking for school. So check out MSU Denver online and use that code DNVR Sports. My boy, Ryan, what is going on? Ryan, I have some big news for you. This will be my last show ever because I owned a million dollars in GameStop stock uh, yesterday morning. So I'm good. Peace out. I uh, don't believe you. I don't believe you. (laughs) Who Um, would ever invest in GameStop right now? (laughs) uh, Well, people who, uh, who have all the power. Apparently. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, one hell of, I was actually going to say we should do like a, a buy or sell stock themed show today. <laughs> um, and if there was one stock I would be parroting, it would be Matthew Stafford to the Broncos. Mm. Uh, I would be saying bye, bye, bye on that. Like uh, I guess bye, actually, like bye, 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 or Jesus. like bye, bye, bye. <laughs> like bye, you know, to the moon. Uh, <laughs> As they say in the biz, um, you actually can buy stock in that kind of. Uh, you can buy it at DraftKings Sportsbook for, at plus five hundred, which they don't uh, like. You, you don't normally get to do that on stocks. Um, you can get it at plus five hundred right now. Let me make sure. So you know, you never know when there's a, uh, some overnight movement. So let's actually make sure that it's still there uh, at plus five hundred. Off-season specials. And also, let us know where that ranks, Ryan, in terms of other teams. 
Yeah, so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, the Broncos rank second at plus 500 to acquire Matthew Stafford. Second. Just behind the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the, the Colts are a heavy favorite here. They're plus 250. So they're saying it's twice as likely for them to end uh, for Matthew Stafford to end up uh, with the Colts than the Broncos. And why is that? Is that because, you know, he, he can buy a just as similar of a house in Indianapolis for a similar price and Denver's a little more expensive? Or, I mean, what, what, why why are the Colts the favorites? Because that's what I always hear is the Colts are the favorites and followed by some teams, including the Broncos. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Um, maybe it has something to do with the what they're willing to trade or what they could trade. Um, can't trade the ninth pick. The they Colts cannot that. trade the ninth pick. I don't know if the Broncos want to trade the ninth pick. Uh, and man, what a win it would be, in my opinion, if they're able to make this trade without including the ninth pick, even though not a lot of people have brought it up uh, as as the compensation. But I think that's what the compensation, at least from a Lions perspective, they want it to be. Although I'll say this, as soon as they said mutual parting of ways, I think they really cut off their ability to get a first round pick in this deal. So I think the Broncos have a chance to make this deal without including a second round pick or without including a first round pick. Um, obviously we, we talked about it. Peter King mentioned two seconds or a second and drew lock. If I'm the lions, I want drew lock in the deal. Um, I think that it gives them a nice little opportunity on a low risk, high reward play at quarterback. Um, and if I were them, that's the deal I would want. It's he's drew lock to me is kind of the perfect quarterback for them. If the Broncos are going to try and make a trade for Matthew Stafford, the Lions can acquire Drew Locke and say, hey, you know, if he booms, then we just really killed the Broncos in that trade. If he busts, we're fine. We'll just get a new quarterback next year. Um, So, you know, I think that this deal is going to go down soon, and that is – what we've been hearing uh, from all the sources around the league, Adam Schefter saying the Lions want to get this done as soon as possible. Um, and as we know, I'm going on a flight on Friday morning, <laughs> uh, actually a little Friday afternoon, one o'clock, set your timers. That's when I think the deal is going to go down. Um, I will say it could end up happening sooner than that. Um, I think that the talks are going on as we speak. Uh, and so if there's a bidding war going on, it could be right now. Uh, and we'll see who comes out on the right side of it. Yeah. And Ryan, this could be a, a thing where let's say they're going back between second round picks, Drew Lock, third round picks, and the Broncos just say, we want this thing over with. We want to make sure that Matthew Stafford's our guy. They throw out the ninth pick, Ryan. This thing will get done today. It'll get done yesterday. It'll get done Friday at 1.10 p.m. right when you're in the air before you have that Southwest Wi-Fi. And this is something where, of course, the Lions want to get this done. They want to see exactly what they're going to be dealing with, what chips they're going to have in the draft in order to get a Justin Fields, a Zach Wilson move up in the first round to get their quarterback. And it makes sense for the team that acquires Matthew Stafford because, Ryan, we're talking quarterback if the Broncos don't get Matthew Stafford. It's not like the Broncos get don't get Matthew Stafford and it's Drew Locke all the way. No, there's still other quarterbacks to talk about from Deshaun Watson's of the world to also, you know, some veteran hedges, a Jameis Winston that they could bring in. So the teams want to get established in what they're doing. But Ryan, to me, 
isn't this a concern for the Broncos compared to other teams? Because the Broncos GM, George Payton, is still figuring out who his coaching staff is, who he has on this roster. Like I said yesterday, when we talked to him a week ago, he said he would have their offseason plan figured out in a couple of weeks from now. Now it's fast forward just one week to where he needs to make a decision on his most important position. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, you'd like to have everything in place. Uh, I assume he's already watched the film on Drew Locke, uh, or else, you know, what are we doing here? Um, I assume that was the first thing he did on his first day on the job after the, you know, interviews and whatnot is, okay, honestly, he probably should have watched the tape before he even sat down for an interview with the Broncos. Um, so he knew what he was going to say. So he should be prepared to make a decision on Drew Locke. Um, and based on the tea leaves... I would say that that decision is not favorable in the it, it, towards Drew Locke. Um, just that, you know, Adam Schefter reporting yesterday that the Broncos will be in on the deal. Now, George Payton already said, we'll be in on every deal. So if it doesn't end up happening, you know, he can sit down with Drew and say, hey, man, this is my job. You know, I have to find out what it takes. Um, I believe in you. You know, I think that you have tons of potential. But when there's an opportunity that arises, I have to explore it. That's my job. The same way that it's your job to keep improving. So I don't have to do this. Um, but I think that uh, that the Broncos want to upgrade the position. Uh, and that, and Matthew Stafford is an upgrade at the position. So, Ryan, this will be the first, likely, this will be the first ball to drop in the entire offseason with quarterback moves. And like we talked about yesterday, there could be up to 18 teams, two-thirds of the league, making a change at quarterback. So how should the Broncos and George Payton handle this? And, Ryan, you're the perfect person to ask for this because I don't think anyone likes Deshaun Watson to Denver more than you. We all love it, but you are leading that charge And if you make a play for Matthew Stafford, you're going to have to decide that before you decide when you're making the move on Deshaun Watson, because the Texans, I don't, they don't want to move on from Deshaun Watson. It seems like they're going to be forced to do that, but they're probably going to take their time to try to convince Deshaun Watson, hire a head coach, try to get that head coach to convince Deshaun Watson. So I think it's pretty safe to say that a Deshaun Watson deal will happen after a Matthew Stafford deal. So you're George Payton. And you want to be in on both of those guys, but knowing that Matthew Stafford is going first, how do you handle this? I mean, do you take the ultimate risk? Let's say you have a deal with the Lions in place right now, and you say, I just need a little bit to think about it. Do you take the ultimate risk on passing up on Matthew Stafford in order to be in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? No. Okay. Wow. Uh, That was quick. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, you don't like Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I love Deshaun Watson. I don't. I, I don't think Deshaun Watson loves me back. Um, oh. Yeah, you know, and and sometimes I'm you just sorry. <laughs> I it hurts, you know. But as you know, you know, we like to talk relationships on this show, and uh, you can only give someone your unconditional love for so long when that love uh, is not returned. Uh, relationships have to be a fifty-fifty proposition. So you, uh, you know, I I've been expressing my love for Deshaun, uh, going above and beyond uh, to, you know, try and take our relationship to the next step with him moving to my city. Um, And eventually you have to say, like, there must be someone else. 
and I think there is someone else when it comes to Deshaun. So, and you're uh, set, you're settling for Matthew S as as he would be called on The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matthew S does look like a he he would be on The Bachelor actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's like a he's like a week three cut. Okay. You know, he, makes it, he makes it through the first couple of weeks. And... You get some kisses with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I would say is. Let's say you make the trade for Matthew Stafford. Let's get let's get weird on the podcast here. Oh, you, ho, ho, ho. I know where we're going. You make the trade for Matthew Stafford. Um, you didn't have to include a first-round pick. That's an important part of this. Mm-hmm. And, heck, two weeks from now, Deshaun Watson says, I went to Miami. It sucked. I went to New York. It sucked. But, man, that Denver... <laughs> that is a good old place. Send me to Denver. Well, now you have an additional chip in the trade, yeah. and it's Matthew Stafford. Um, so in in the very unlikely scenario that Deshaun Watson two weeks from now says, I want to go to Denver, <laughs> you can make that deal still. There's nothing precluding you from doing that. And now you honestly have a chip that can replace a first or second round pick in that deal. Um, so instead of three firsts and three seconds, it's three firsts and two seconds in Matthew Stafford. And now you have Deshaun Watson and it was fun. It was a, it was a fun experience. We'll always remember the Matthew Stafford right, era right. in Denver and thank him for helping us get Deshaun Watson. And Ryan, you're absolutely right. You said something huge in there. You said you can't include the first round pick in the Matthew Stafford deal because right now that's your most valuable chip in trading for either Deshaun Watson or Matthew Stafford. If you don't have that ninth overall pick, next year's first is not as valuable as the ninth overall pick this year. So that's the key. If you trade two seconds or a second and Drew Locke and another pick in order to get Matthew Stafford, you can be in on Deshaun Watson, which is just crazy to say and to think about what that could be like. But here's the kicker with it, Ryan is if you do that, you have to make sure that Matthew Stafford does not find out that you were in on a Deshaun Watson deal. Now, it's different with Drew because Drew hasn't earned that yeah. that that respect yet um, of you not looking for anyone else. He hasn't played that well yet. He hasn't earned that. So if you trade, if you talk to the Lions about Matthew Stafford, Drew finds out, just like you said, it's my job to help the team get better. We didn't get him. We believe in you, Drew. If you get... Matthew Stafford, and before he even plays a single snap for you, you're already looking for a potential upgrade at that position. And he finds out that could be rough, and that's not something you want to do. So you have to be very stealth mode. And you you probably set it up right, Ryan, is it would more so be Deshaun Watson saying, hey, Denver, why haven't you given me a call? I want to talk to you. I, I want to come to Denver. And then you're like, you just reached out to me? That means that that we can get something going and we can bring you here. Right. You know, if Matthew Stafford reads your texts while you're in the shower <laughs> and, and sees that you've been texting with Deshaun, um, <laughs> you could say, look, look at the first text. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to be rude and ignore them. Um, I just, you know, I, re- I responded to the text out of respect. Um but yeah, yeah, you you have to be careful with that. That would be um, <laughs> that would be colossally bad if, for some reason, uh, for some reason you acquired Matthew Stafford and ruined your relationship with him and didn't get 
Deshaun Watson. That's uh, that's something that you just can't afford to happen. Especially for George Payton, this being his first, you know, month on the job. That's not the way he would want to start off. But it is it is exciting thinking about getting Matthew Stafford, and that doesn't completely ex- exclude you from the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And Ryan, just like we're talking about with Drew, we haven't a hundred percent given up on Drew, but it's about looking for an upgrade. Matthew Stafford, an upgrade. Drew last year, you know, the what one of the bottom few quarterbacks backs in the league Matthew Stafford an average quarterback you know right around 14 huge upgrade there Deshaun Watson top five another huge upgrade there so I mean you just you just keep moving up and hey maybe maybe the Chiefs say what are the Broncos doing let's just see if they'll they'll trade for Patrick Mahomes and then boom you make another upgrade yeah exactly <laughs> uh you know just uh just it's like that remember that trend I think it was like when we were in high school or maybe a little before it, where you tried to like take a paper clip and trade it did you ever do that no what so it sounds like it sounds like a huge thing that the the cool kids did in high school i think it's like uh i think there might have actually been a craig a uh a uh documentary that came out about it um but maybe i'm wrong on that maybe just some good youtube videos there was like a game that you could play where you take a paper clip door to door so you go to like next door um this was when you're still allowed to interact with strangers (laughs) and you just said like Hey, I have this paperclip. Would you trade me something for it? And someone's like, "Oh, sure, yeah, I'll trade you this hand sanitizer." And then you take oh. that, and you're like, "Okay, cool." Uh, then you go to the next door, and you're like, "Hey, would you trade? Uh, is there anything you'd be willing to trade for this hand sanitizer?" You try to trade up, 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 and up. I think there was like some crazy story about how someone eventually like got a house out of it. Oh, wow. um, but I think that's a. Uh, that might be a, a fable, but uh, yeah, I did it once. The, the, did what'd you get? Was there a big prize? Was there Patrick <laughs> Mahomes at the end of the line? I think we ended up with like a football. Okay, well, hey, we that's like, good. You know, it's like when a stock gets high enough, you're like, yeah, I'll just I'll sell it here. You know, Are we're you- like we have this football now, we can go throw <laughs> it around at the park. Just like when GameStop hits like two fifty, you're selling it. Right, right. <laughs> we're not giving out financial advice. <laughs> I do that on DNVR bets. That's true. Um, so anyways, yeah, I mean, all that scenario, very unlikely. The trade for uh, Matthew Stafford, I think it's pretty likely. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's better than five to one. So I guess there's my financial advice. Um, I agree. And so it could happen. Uh, Zach, the, uh, the headline here is how soon could it happen? Could it happen as soon as today? I mean, in a expedited world? Yep, it it absolutely could. Ryan, the news broke, I believe, Saturday about Matthew Stafford parting ways with the Lions. And the Lions had already got multiple calls by the end of the weekend. There's no reason, again, why the Lions would sit on their hands unless they, they want to collect uh, you know, everyone's offer and then make the best decision after that. But that's what they've been doing these past couple of days. So this is something that could absolutely happen today. In fact, my my watch just buzzed. I had to make sure that wasn't the trade going down. Uh, and it could happen you know, up to Friday. I do think maybe you'll be safe on the golf course Saturday and Sunday. But this is this is something that that's you're shaking your head. This is something that's going to be done, I believe, in the next ten days at most. Yeah, actually, maybe I'll send this to Kale, um, uh, our guy, the count. Actually, a chart about this morning. Kale sending it right now. Um, he he actually did some research on when this trade could go down and made a chart. So, uh, Kale, it's in your 
Wow, the count coming up huge. Yeah, did some market research uh, and really dove into when this trade could go down. Um, and, you know, uh, we'll bring it up here in a second. But you said I would be safe on the golf course and just don't know. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. <laughs> and here we here go. We Here's go. the, oh, wow, this does look scientific. So the y-axis says Ryan Koenigsberg. Um, <laughs> I forget, uh, person, I don't know what it says, but uh, vacation, 1 oh. through 10 is on the y-axis, and Broncos roster moves, <laughs> 0 through 10 is on the x-axis. And as you can see, as my vacation goes up, uh, so does the likelihood of Broncos roster moves with, of course, the uh, top top tier there in the corner being a quarterback trade. Mm, of course. So what what's the peak of your vacation? Is it that golf course time? I was thinking, uh, yeah, I was thinking, what is the peak of my vacation? And I was thinking it's, yes, uh, 13th hole, mm. um, the buzz in full force. Uh, just basking in the sun, a little bit tired, uh, you know, just fully entrenched. And then, boom, Broncos trade for Matthew Stafford. Oh, man, that is that is really catching you at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, Zach, you're going to have to handle this, my guy. <laughs> Well, I'll be I'll be on weekend watch. That's for sure. Uh, and Ryan, I do think that there's there's one thing about this trade that we haven't talked about the details yet. So we've heard from Peter King two seconds or two seconds or or one second. And Drew, I don't think that's what what would happen if Drew is included in this trade right now. I don't think Drew has a second round value because he was a second rounder when he came out. And I, I don't think he's he's raised that bar yet. Now, I don't think he's like a seventh-round pick, but I, I could see something where instead of two second-rounders, it's a second-rounder, Drew, and a third or a fourth or something like that. And to me, I mean, that that that's fine. Either do that, do two second-rounders. If Really, if you're not giving up the ninth overall pick, I'm fine with any trade. And in fact, I'm fine with the ninth overall pick, too. You're fine. So that was going to be my kind of last question here. Um, the Colts have offered their first round pick uh, and maybe one other asset uh, for Matthew Stafford. You obviously have the higher first round pick. You, you're putting it up. I'm putting it up. And of course, what you try to do right now is you go on a frenzy to try to trade back to 15 or something. That would be the smart move, the wise move. Trade just one spot ahead of the Colts if you can do that and pick up an additional second round pick. But if you can't do that, I'm fine with number nine being given away. And it comes down to what we talked about this week, Ryan, is would you rather have a stud cornerback or linebacker for 10 years? And that's a type of player you can get at nine. Or, or a Kyle Pitts, a stud tight end at number nine? Or would you rather have uh, just a huge jump in quarterback play for the next five years with that first with, with that ninth overall pick? And to me, it's easy. And here's the thing is, Matthew Stafford may not be the answer. When I say the answer, I mean like competing for Super Bowls. And I can't believe that I'm arguing for a quarterback move that doesn't get you to that level or doesn't make you feel really comfortable about that level. But, Ryan, just where the Broncos are, they need that that middle step. And Matthew Stafford 
has really never had great teams around him in Detroit. So I don't think that he can't win a Super Bowl, but obviously it's not like you're getting Patrick Mahomes here where you automatically say he you are competing for a Super Bowl. But man, he's 32 right now. You get him for at least five more years at the most important position in sports. That's why I do the deal. Am I crazy? Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> your logic perfectly adds up. Uh, and so as, as much as I want to say, like, I wouldn't do it, it's really hard to argue against relevance. Like, that's really what this conversation comes down to, is the Broncos have been irrelevant for five years. Uh, obviously, they'll never be irrelevant in this town. Um, but on a national scale, you know, I guess they were in the playoff hunt the year after. So four years of true irrelevance. And as a franchise, it probably isn't fun to think like we have to make a move just to get relevant again. But I think you're right in that there has to be a, a step forward in one way or another. And again, you know, there's a lot of people talking about Drew Locke uh, in the comments. I'm not out on Drew Locke. Uh, and, and if this all falls apart and the Broncos end up uh, going forward with Drew Locke, I'm not going to say like, oh, man, they really screwed this up. Um, they messed up. Like, I think Drew Locke still has potential. I think he still can be the guy. But if you're given an opportunity as, as a franchise, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes right now. To get back to relevance with one move, which I do believe a trade for Matthew Stafford will will do for you, um, then I think you might have to make it. So while I might have a hard time doing that deal, I think the Broncos internally might just have to say, guys, this is a move that can help us get to the next step. And where how do we ever get to the final step if we don't get to the next step um and and maybe it sets you maybe you know it, it falls apart it's not a no risk move for sure um because matthew stafford wasn't great this last year hasn't been great but obviously he he's been there done that uh and it's not like his arm is deteriorating or anything like that he's just in a really bad situation in detroit so you're it's a it's not a it's not a risk-free proposition but I do think as a franchise, they might look themselves in the mirror and say, okay, this is how we get back to competing. And then we'll figure it out after that. And, and, and it's not a fair comparison to compare anything ever to the Chiefs because their meteoric rise is, is incomparable. But you can point to them and say, okay, look, they got Alex Smith. They got back to relevance. They, had a, they, they were able to build a good football team. And then they added an extremely young and talented quarterback to a good football team. And boom, you know, they, they skyrocketed like GameStop stock. So <laughs> it, it's it, – you do – I just – I think you do have to do it in the end. Push comes to shove. You say, let's get back to relevance and figure it out from there. And, Ryan, this is a move that George Payton – could w- want to make for himself too, because the Broncos could go from five and 11 missing the playoffs for five straight years under his first year as a general manager, Broncos make the playoffs. Broncos have a winning record. This is something that could instantly get you to that relevance. And Ryan, it's like we talked about earlier in the week as well. This Broncos team is fortunately good enough where if they get good play from the quarterback, they could take that big step and go from five and 11 to 10 and six in one year pretty easily. In my opinion, unfortunately 
this team is too good to tank and, and, and to fall off the wagon so much that they get the number one overall pick next year and then easily have that quarterback position figured out. They could very well be in the same spot with bad quarterback play this coming year that they are right now where we're talking about, okay, what do they do? Do they really tank, which they probably can't do? Do they go after a quarterback? So we're just probably going to be in this position for a long time and it's not going to be an easy fix. And this is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Yeah. And in the comments, they say, if that's the case, why not go for Watson? You should, I mean, you should, um, but it just doesn't seem likely that Deshaun Watson is going to be a Bronco. Uh, and then, and Mr. Bernardi here says, uh, how do the Broncos draft the guy? If Stafford is here and we're drafting 15 or worse every year, same way the Chiefs did it. Yep. Trade up. You got a guy, go get him. Yep. Um, and remember, Patrick Mahomes was not the first overall pick. Chiefs went from mid-20s to, uh, to I believe, 10, 10 right? Yep. yep. So right where the Broncos are. And that's that's where my biggest hesitation comes in with this trade, is if you identify someone that you don't believe is going number one overall in this draft, obviously someone other than Trevor Lawrence, and you say, that is my quarterback of the future. I love him. Then obviously you don't make the trade for Matthew Stafford. You go and get him, whether he's at nine this year or whether you trade a first round pick to get him uh, up to four or something. That's what, that's the time that I'm not okay with trading for Stafford. But that'll do it for us today on this DNVR Broncos podcast live. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We're going to jump into the podcast section. So make sure to follow us anywhere that podcasts are released at DNVR Broncos. And we will continue into the comment section right now. All right. Shout out to everyone who's still riding with us on the podcast side of things. And a big, big shout out to the great folks over at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, Damn good beers. I mean, what, what else do you want to know? Uh, the Strawberry Sky will always have a special, special place in my heart as it was, you know, kind of the first Breck brew that, that you know, started the wave uh, when Breck Brew became a partner at DNVR. And uh, ever since then, they just put out banger after banger. Right now, the Juice Drop IPA is their newest and latest creation. And man, even if you're not an IPA person, I think you'll enjoy this beer. But it really comes down to whatever beer you like, whether you like wheat beer, whether you like porters, whether you like amber ales, whatever it is, they've got something for you over there. And it's going to be better than just about anything else you can get. So check out Breckenridge Brewery. Ryan, I lied. I didn't have game stock stock. I should have, oh, but I'm still no. here. But I still want to make some money on my way, and you know how I can do that? I can do it with DraftKings Sportsbook, and they are the daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. That is DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official fantasy partner of the Super Bowl, and that's why they are given up to $55 million in prizes for the big game and all you have to do is share these huge prizes or all you have to do to get your share of these prizes is enter DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge once you submit your picks you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000 and if you have the most predictions correct you could win the top prize of $1 million so head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app enter the free prediction challenge answer questions like who will score last and there you go you will be entered to win money DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about making big paydays happen for you. So head to the App Store now, download DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR to enter to win the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. Use promo code DNVR now. 
to enter to win the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official daily fantasy partner in Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's jump into the questions from the listeners. And the first one here is from DTL. Ryan, all I got to say is I love the Kyle Pitts take. 100% agree with it. We can just play bully ball with everyone with two tight end sets and Albert is relief for those guys. And Sutton can bully people as well. Then use Judy and Hamler as weapons when everyone has beat the hell up. Not going to lie. I've wanted this for a while now. I mean, Ryan, if you, oh, if you get Matthew Stafford for two seconds or a second and drew and a third or something like that, and then with the ninth pick, you get Kyle Pitts. We're talking about the Broncos having the most dangerous weapons in the NFL, hands down. And and I think Tyreek Hill and <laughs> Travis Kelsey are phenomenal. It's just like you, you truly wouldn't have enough spots on the field to get these guys all on the field at once, which would then allow you to be extremely fresh. Now, maybe we're talking about it one year from now, but still Matthew Stafford's going to be around from one year from now. So that 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 right there is why that would be hard to pass up even though I probably would go in a different direction. If, if Patrick Sertan is there, I'm probably going Patrick Sertan, but man, that is just so exciting to think about. Yeah. I mean, again, you just take the best player you can get and then just figure the rest out later. Like having great players can never be a bad thing. And too many times teams say, well, yeah, but we don't need a tight end. So then they take a corner and it, and they bust. And then they look back and say, where did we go wrong? And the answer is, you didn't take the best player there. Like, just trust your evaluations. Evaluate every player on your scale. And whoever is there and available that that ranks the best in your eyes, you just take them and forget about it. And, again, what's – you know, Albert O, you drafted for a fifth-round pick, right? Yep. Don't you think you could get more than that Four. for him – Fourth, fourth round, round pick. pick. Don't yep. you think you get more than that for him just right now? Man, if you could get a third, you would do it. If you get pits. Yeah, I think you flip that for a third. Right. I think you could flip him for a third right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the knee injury, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you hold on. You know. Uh, but either way, more I- weapons for Matthew Stafford. More uh, ways to attack defenses. More mismatches. Like you line up Noah Fant. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy on a field, and you are guaranteed at least one just colossal mismatch on their part. Probably two. Yeah. Uh, and you're just going to make life so easy on your quarterback and your running game as well because now you're stressing the defense up the middle and the seams. They don't know whether to expect run or pass. You're heavy out there. So you can run. You should be able to run. Noah Fant's a better run blocker than he gets credit for. Kyle Pitts is absolutely going to be a capable run blocker just based on his size and strength. So this is a – it's kind of galaxy brain football, but it's really not. It's as simple as it could possibly be. Take the best player. So you're saying you have galaxy brain. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what the next GameStop is then, Mr. Galaxy. I, I... – Four o'clock, got a tune in at four, right? Yeah, exactly. That's where my uh, <laughs> the next, the, you know, the the real GameStop stock is Miko Ranton and shots on goal. Another oh, win on my DK pick of the week, and it hit in the first period, didn't it? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> with wow. a goal. I always love when his third shot on goal goes in the back of the net. Oh my goodness, man. That is just incredible. Again, you, well, you hit on uh, the pick of the week. Yep. Uh, the streak is insane. And uh, I, I only have Miko Rantanen to thank. <laughs> Next one coming in from Low Country Bronco. Hey, fellas, continuing with the Staley talk, Herbert was an academic All-American at Oregon while starting as a quarterback. Academic All-American in biology at Oregon means you are very smart and work hard. The same tools you need to learn an NFL offense. He did this last year by grasping the offense quickly in his rookie season. It doesn't matter who their coach is. He has the talent, skills, and intelligence to do whatever he needs to do with whoever he needs to do it with. All this to say, if we're going to be competitive, Herbert is the standard. Mahomes isn't a fair competition, but it is not realistic to want to find a guy like Herbert and not settle for less. Low country Bronco. I get it. He's intelligent, but that's just not how it works. Um, every player's success is, is reliant on their fit in the scheme. Um, and so, yeah, are they going to try to do a lot of the same things that they did last year? I would certainly hope so. Uh, just for the sake of like the NFL or else, <laughs> I mean, what are we even doing here? But ch you change stuff and you never know what's going to happen. Um, so I don't think it's as simple as, oh, you can just put him in Gary Kubiak's offense and he's instantly as good as he was. And you could put him in Andy Reid's offense and he's instantly just as good as he was. Um, now, Reid, that might be a little bit different. But you, you can't just bounce around from offense to offense and be just as good as you were every time. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Even no, actually I don't agree. That can't be the standard. The best rookie quarterback stats of all time. Can't be the standard that you have to be chasing. You, you have to do it another, in another way. So you're saying that both Mahomes and Herbert aren't the standard, aren't, aren't a realistic standard for the Broncos to be going after. There's just, how could it possibly, how, one guy is on track for the best career ever, and the other guy just had the best rookie season ever. So, like, just on paper, like, you can't say that's the standard um, yeah. because it just can't be. Now, again, there's no guarantee that Justin Herbert continues on that path um, because, as we know, it's all about punches and counterpunches. And he got counterpunched later in the year and, and stumbled a little bit. Um, and now he has to learn a new offense in a shortened off season, And that's – not a great formula. Now, I'm not saying he's going to all of a sudden suck, but there's a good chance, in my opinion, that people aren't talking about him in the same in the same sentence as Patrick Mahomes next year. Like, like I said, Ryan, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm going to be right in that. Um, all right, next one here from Count Locula. Best athlete of all time. And someone mentioned this to us on Twitter, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, sir, well, she should at least be in the conversation. Serena Williams made $94 million playing tennis, most all-time by a woman, and more than double uh, more than double and fourth all-time behind only Nadal, Federer, and, Jok and Djokovic. Um, they played for bigger purses. Her winning percentage is higher than all of those men. 85% of her events she's won to go along with 73 titles. Or no, sorry, 83. 85% of her matches she's won to go along with 73 titles and 23 grand slams. And she plays an individual sport with no supporting cast to give credit to with the exception of Gretzky and maybe Jordan and Ali, she has to be in the conversation to go. Oh yeah. And four Olympic golds love the count. So true. <laughs> so true. Gross omission on our part yesterday, not mentioning her in the conversation. Um, 
I mean, absolutely has to be in the conversation. Absolutely. I mean, just at, you mentioned like five different things there. Just one of those could put her in the conversation. So all five of those, she's uh, she she's definitely a goat. And the 23 Grand Slams is just absurd. Well, how about 843 wins, 147 matches or uh, losses in matches? Um, 85%, 85% of her matches she's won. I don't know if anyone um, in any sport can say that. Right. In the NFL, that would be averaging 14 wins per season, 14 and two for, for a 20 year career. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone in pro sports has been able to boast a record like that other than boxers who oftentimes are undefeated for long stretches of their career. Exactly. Exactly. Next one coming in from DNVR for life. What's up guys. I wanted to run a hypothetical past you guys. You are the GM of the Denver Broncos. You were signed to the same six year contract as Peyton within three years. You have the goal to get to the super bowl. You want to build this same roster or you want to build this roster that you can be in competition for division titles over the next three years. How are you going to do it? Key point to hit on one, identify the need of the team and determine who you would cut and re-sign on the current roster Two, determine the quarterback of the future. You can make any deal. Just remember this cannot be a band-aid. and three, you want to keep the same coaching staff or let them go. What do you want? What are you doing? If you're the GM this year, I've been thinking about this a lot and what I would do, but really want to see what you guys think the true weakness of this team, holding them back from playoff contender year in and year out. Thanks for all the hard work you guys do. You are literally the best in the business DNVR for life. Thank you so much. DNVR for life. Uh, Zach, why don't you get us started? Well, it starts with quarterback. And uh, as Aqib Tlaib said yesterday, why the Broncos haven't made the playoffs since uh, since 2015 season, it's because the sheriff, as Aqib said, the sheriff walked out the door and another sheriff or quarterback has not walked in the door. It starts and ends with that. Like we're saying, Ryan, the Broncos offense has so many weapons in place. They just need the quarterback play, whether it's Drew, whether it's someone else. And this is a really hard one to answer with the stipulations that you gave DNVR for life, because I instantly think Matthew Stafford, when you say compete for the playoffs the next three years, but then you say compete for Super Bowls and compete for the division. And I do have to back away from Matthew Stafford in the next three years, at least. And you think rookie quarterback but then you're not winning you're not competing for afc west titles with a rookie quarterback this year unless you happen to get the justin herbert but even look at what justin herbert he was not competing for the afc west with the chiefs right now so ryan i don't think you can look at both of those i don't think when you're george payton looking at this team you can say okay how are we going to compete with for the afc west this year and also be planning to win a Super Bowl in the next five years in, uh, on that sort of timeline. So the only answer to this is a Matthew Stafford, and you just hope that he can get over that hurdle and win a playoff game in his career and then also uh, make it to the Super Bowl because with the rookie, you just can't count on competing this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, so identify the needs on the roster. Yeah, I mean – you have to improve the quarterback position. You need a corner of the future. Um, and we think you need linebacker help. Um, whether you do or not, we don't know. You need um, fortification on your offensive line, notably most right tackle, although you can put that off for this year, I think, if you want to. Um, so determining the quarterback of the future, you can make any deal. Just remember, this cannot be a Band-Aid. Uh, well, if I can make any deal, I'm making a deal for Deshaun Watson. And there um, you go. 
And yeah. now, now you're competing. And now we're competing. We have uh, the second best quarterback in the division. Um, probably like a top three quarterback in the conference and a top five quarterback in football. Um, so you're good to go. Like you're ready to go. Uh, you don't have to wait on anything. Do you keep the same coaching staff or let them go? What would you do this year if you're the GM? Uh, monetarily, you kind of have to let it ride with this coaching staff for one more year. Um, so you do that, but I'm also, you know, when I got that deal done with Deshaun, I'm telling him, Hey man, just be patient. Um, we're going to bring, we're going to bring in, uh, a offensive genius here next year to work with you. Eric Bianami will be here next year, Deshaun. Don't worry. If that's what you want, of course he will. Um, <laughs> maybe it's Eric Bianami. Heck, I don't know. Maybe it's Lincoln Riley. Um, so, you know, telling them to be patient, but uh, it's just so easy for me to just, if you're going to give me the option to make the trade for Deshaun, then I do it. And now my team's good. Or here's the one. If you really want to be competing this year for Super Bowls in AFC West, you make the trade for Aaron Rodgers, even though it really seems like that got cooled yesterday. Uh, and we didn't really ever think that was a serious option. But heck, if you throw many first rounders uh, Green Bay's way for a 37 year old quarterback, they'd have to think long and hard about it. It's true. It's true. Uh, from Casper. Fellas, Drew Locke, if Drew Locke is starting for the Broncos in 2021, I feel like all this trade talk is going to hurt him. A lot of Broncos fans will, got, will have gotten used to the talk of Watson, Stafford, or Rodgers under center. Seeing Locke back will have them feeling disappointed. It won't be fair to Drew, but it, human nature is what it is. This will make expectations for Drew among the fan base grow for next year to a point that he might not be able to reach. I feel he will now be compared to the top 10 quarterbacks, and fans will not be happy with him unless he can show that he is that. How say you? Uh, I think that's overcomplicating it a little bit. If Drew's the starting quarterback, he just has to win. And people will like him. Yep, yep, yep. Win and be a reason that the Broncos are winning. Uh, and get off to a fast start, Ryan. A, a three and one start. Heck, even a two and two start would be better than what they've had the last two years with Vic. So that would that would definitely help. I agree. Next one from Von Miller's Chicken Farm. Howdy, gents. Listening to you talk about pits as a BPA type of draft, would you rather pits or Fant? Is there a situation that you see pits selected at nine and Fant shopped? What would he bring back in value? Thanks for the pod as always. And this is a this is a great question to ask when we're talking about a potential pit selection at nine. No, you don't deal no offense. You, you're doubling down. You know, we talk about dynamic duos, and the Broncos lost almost all of them this year due to injury. Um, but dynamic duos uh, it has been a staple of the Broncos building, um, and it was a staple of the Super Bowl. Think about it. Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware, boom, dynamic duo. Uh, Demar uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, boom, dynamic duo. TJ Ward and Darian Stewart, boom, dynamic duo. Uh, Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris Jr., dynamic duo. Doubling down on positions uh, is a strategy that works, and it helps you create mismatches, and it helps you uh, – on the defense side of the ball, it helps you avoid mismatches. So, no, you're not trading no fan. Yeah, and this wouldn't make sense because you wouldn't be able to get the ninth overall pick or better value back for Noah Fant. So you'd kind of be swapping out tight ends. Maybe Kyle Pitts is a little better, uh, but with Noah Fant, you would be losing value there. So it does not make sense. You're absolutely right, Ryan. You would be making this move not to just upgrade your number one tight end, but to upgrade the entire offense and the weapons that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one from Orange and Blue Aussie. 
The ninth pick for Stafford is too high for me. He's an upgrade and would help us get back to the playoffs, but I haven't seen enough to think he's a championship winning quarterback. I might consider if we trade back and we're going to give up a late first, but that trade would happen during the draft. No one moves up unless it's the number one or two pick before the draft. Stafford trade probably happens in the next two to three weeks. Watson trade won't be until after the Super Bowl and Bianami gets his interview. Then we see if Watson demands a trade. Uh, that should be about the right timing, don't you think? Any rumors that George Payton and Justin Simmons' uh, agent are having any discussions? I think if we're able to re-sign one player first, it would be Justin. Yeah, I expect to hear those trade talks in, in about a month from now. Um, and Or I'm sorry, not trade talks. Uh, re-signing Justin Simmons in about a month from now. Uh, and I really do believe that will get done. I don't think uh, Justin will be going anywhere. Yeah, I agree. Next one coming in from Sebastian Airbay. My boys, I hope y'all are doing well. I just got my DNVR hoodie in the mail and love it. Love to hear it, Sebastian. Now, I have a short question for you guys. I know that the Broncos getting Kyle Pitts is an unlikely and unconventional situation, but it got me thinking. Say we trade for Matthew Stafford with a couple second round picks and pick up Kyle Pitts with the ninth pick. We get Sutton back. Judy continues progressing and turns into a star. KJ is a solid number three receiver. We have three weapons at tight end, a solid offensive line, and not a lot changes on defense. I personally think if we have a better offense that will subsequently make our defense better because it is less time on the field for them but what do you guys think our record is in that situation sorry i know it's a bit detailed but i love going over fantasies like this in my head thanks for everything much love sebastian and sebastian that's what we're here for man we love thinking about this stuff and i love thinking about this situation you got matthew stafford at quarterback two first round tight ends, a first round receiver, a second round pro bowl receiver, another second round receiver in KJ Hamler, two pro bowl running backs along with a good offensive line. That's something to think about. And Sebastian, what happens in this situation is to, to pick up Matthew Stafford, you're probably cutting and releasing the combination or maybe all of these guys in terms of AJ Boye, Jarrell Casey, and or Von Miller. So you're freeing up money in order to pay Stafford and fill out your roster there. So instantly, this team goes from a defensive-led team to an offensive-led team. Interestingly enough, with a defensive-minded head coach, you don't see that too often in the NFL. But this team, 10 wins, I think. Uh, next year, certainly I think a winning team. And that is about as big of a turnaround as a team can have in one year. Yeah. Um, I think, I I think you're right. Uh, I think you're absolutely right there. Uh, Let's quickly give a shout out to Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family owned dentist group in the metro area. Like I said, I met the whole Green Mountain Dental Group family at the DNVR bar last weekend. And, uh, what a great group they are. Totally just, you know, totally DNVR people. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. Every one of them, they, they came with a, a, a bigger group, uh, their family, and every one of them wearing Avs gear, um, every one of them with a jersey. They're just true DNVR type people. And uh, those are the people that you want to support uh, when you are uh, – making a decision on whether it's your dentist or your, your barber or whatever it is you want, you know, true Denver sports fans or true members of the DNVR family. And that's exactly what they are. So check them out, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you do. 
Guys, right in our backyard, we have Rugby Town National Training Center, which was recently named as Rugby Town USA, right here in Glendale, Colorado, making Colorado the place for all things rugby. And we at the DNVR have you covered with everything you need to know about American rugby. Our guy Colton Strickler does an excellent job breaking down the game of rugby and everything that's going on. He has awesome guests on who are making the transition of playing rugby, who are the top dogs dogs of rugby he's got them all on on his podcast so make sure to check out the dnvr rugby podcast anywhere you find podcasts just like this one you're listening to and also you can find him on twitter at dnvr rugby and of course give some love to our guy colton strickler on twitter as well and of course we've got articles at the dnvr.com so make sure to check out our colorado rugby coverage which is the best american rugby coverage out there from Dom Siglo, boys it was a long season here are five priorities i'd like to see peyton complete Please state your opinion on the pod. Pay Justin Simmons. Well, we're in on that. Um, yep. Try to establish the quarterback position, whether that be Locke or a replacement, Stafford Watson. I feel the team would have more com- uh, confidence with stability at the position. Agree completely. Easy. Pay Shelby Harris. He's a huge part of the defense. Agree with that as well. I, I After that Chiefs game, I was in. Yep, me you too. You have to pay him. You yep. have to pay him if you want to have a chance of beating them. Uh, in one way or another, establish the middle linebacker positions. As you guys have been speaking the last couple of weeks, drafting a linebacker could be a good move. However, I wouldn't mind bringing A.J. Johnson back for the right price. I think you're right there, too. Lastly, just bring the team back to contention. To quote George Payton, the team is a sleeping giant. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for next season already. Have a great week. Go Broncos. Well, I'm ready for the moves to start falling, the dominoes to start falling. I want to see what this team's going to look like. But that right there, that last part, just bring the team back to contention is why I think the Broncos are going to be very invested uh, in bringing uh, Matt Stafford here. I just, I truly think that they know that that's the first step. Got to get the team back to relevance and bringing him in will do that for them. And I think it's an easy decision for George Payton as well. He says, I get stability at the quarterback position. And my first move is taking care of the quarterback position where I don't have to worry about it for three to five years. Absolutely. I think he's going to be very interested in that. Next one coming in from Big Zip. Hey, guys, love the pod. Listen daily, rarely comment. Since Elway is semi-retired now, let's assess what are Elway's top five hits as a GM? What are Elway's top five misses as a GM? All right, number one hit, Peyton Manning. Number one miss, Paxton Lynch. Uh, And then quickly, a number two miss on there, because I agree with you about one. Number two, Juwan James is uh, right up there. I would say one, two, and three are Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco. Uh, Okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair, because it's the quarterback position and because he built the team around him. Yeah, most money invested in those guys. Okay, so then we'll put four is Juwan James. You cool with that? I'm cool with that. Um, After hits, um, he was involved when they drafted Von Miller, correct? He was. That was his first ever pick. So we'll call that number two. Um, DeMarcus Ware? Yeah, I think DeMarcus Ware because not only did that help the Broncos defensively, it also helped Von Miller Mm-hmm. Uh, take the next step so that was like an investment in number two um so that's number three there on the on the hit list um <laughs> a keep to leave a keep to leave yep. because this one wasn't 
as easy as it seems now. Remember, he had DRC in the building who just had a really good year with the Broncos. He offered DRC a contract, and DRC said, I want more. And then so uh, John said, okay, I'm just going to give that money that you want. I'm going to give it to Aqib Tlaib, and it was an incredible up, up, up upswing. Yep. Um, so there you go. There's four on each side. So the fifth worst move by the Broncos – can't say Garrett Bowles anymore. No, uh, and that would have been higher before this year. Yeah. Uh, than just number five, that probably would have been ahead of Juwan James. Yeah. Um. Boy, I mean, do we look at? Do we just say third round draft picks outside of Justin Simmons? No, I don't think so because, like, you could also look at Shane Ray, but he played a role in a Super Bowl, right. so it's hard. Uh, to put him in there but he's a first round bust i mean if you don't re-sign him it was a bust yeah um man i feel like there's got to be something we're just not thinking oh i mean I just mean, the right tackle position yeah. as a whole yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> um like a combination of menelik watson donald stevenson <sighs> uh alan barber <laughs> yikes yeah the and just how much money was dumped into that for nothing nothing at all man that was uh that was fun big zip next one next one from bumpy buffalo fellas life has been crazy and long time no comment but have listened every day love to hear that bumpy need your odds on a proposal i was debating with a coworker. if you can get stafford for drew in a second you get him then if you could trade the lions a 2022 first and second for their first this year and then you can offer the Texans a stable quarterback, pick seven and nine, and whatever one or two, whatever one or two other players they want. Think it's possible? Can we get Watson for Drew, two firsts, two seconds, and a player or two? Count me in. Count me in on that. I love the idea. We talked about it a little bit in the first segment. I, I can't even, I mean, you kind of have to have this all in place right away uh for it to really work with no risk um you know like you have to protect yourself in these scenarios for example the other night i was working a trade in the dnvr madden league and i don't have a first round pick this year and they were and the person who i was trying to trade was like if you got a first round pick this year i would do it uh and i said okay but like you have to agree to the trade parameters now so then i can go shop for a first and if i get that first then this trade this deal is done right um so you know i didn't end up getting the i wasn't able to end up to get the first without giving up more than they wanted in the trade you know what i'm saying so right. um it didn't go down but that's what you have to do you have to say like hey i can go get all that stuff you need but the deal has to be agreed to now you can't back out on me last second so why would detroit not just go or why would the texans not just go straight to detroit and say we want matthew stafford and a hall in order to get uh, to get Deshaun Watson, what, Deshaun it, won't go because Deshaun won't go to Detroit. Okay, then there we go. Then that and boy, I mean, would you be surprised if Deshaun said, "I don't want to go to Detroit, but I'll go to Denver"? No, no, not at all. A- absolutely not. Even though they have the dude there, I, I'd still not go to Detroit. <laughs> Hopefully, Jeremy Grant doesn't get his ear though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Next moving, one. yeah. 
from LDJ. So I'm a little confused. Wanted your guys' opinion. Is Denver's roster really this bad that we aren't ranked as a team to land Stafford? Do the Colts have a more talented roster than us when we are healthy? I just feel other than the 49ers, it's a no-brainer Denver is the best situation for Stafford. And no shade to Drew, but if Stafford comes here, he isn't an indictment on Drew. It's saying, Drew, you need more time. Let us have two-year rental and develop you, and we'll get the guy maybe sooner if Stafford gets hurt, as he is often lately. Drew isn't Brock Osweiler, he hasn't played well enough to be the starter. Drew would have to beat out Stafford. I don't know why we have to walk away from Drew. My dream scenario is get Stafford as a two-year rental, give up a second and first next year, and they give us back a conditional second or third round this year. Why is that not feasible? Curious how why you how you guys look at it. One last thing. I want Stafford here so much to confirm what we've seen at Broncos country. Can Cortland hit a Megatron ceiling without the Megatron speed? Who wouldn't be better to determine that other than Megatron's former quarterback? LOL. Man, lot lot of good things there. Um Ryan, man, if Stafford gets to choose. Why would he choose the Colts over Denver? Well, he doesn't get to choose first and foremost. Right. Um, he doesn't have that no trade clause like Deshaun Watson does. Exactly. And I responded to that someone on Twitter. People, you know, starting to think quarterbacks hold all the power. And sooner or later they will. Um, but not quite yet. Uh, Matthew Stafford does not have a no trade clause uh, for him to be able to make that move. Uh, and just so you know, Zach, I just now uh, punched the ticket in on my Matthew Stafford uh, plus 500. I love it. So, uh, there you go. That's, that's, uh, that's locked in. Um, you know, it's like my DK pick of the week. Uh, if Matthew Stafford happens to be traded during your golf match, Ryan, well, this will make it just a little bit easier of a blow. Wow. That's true. It'll be like (laughs) a hole in one or something. I'll go to the the bar at the course, buy everyone a drink. (laughs) Um, I, uh, I think the Broncos have the trump card in this situation and it's that ninth overall pick. Uh, and, and unfortunately for the Broncos, the lions can play them a little bit and say, Hey, you know, uh, we really like this offer that the Colts are sending us. But if you'd be willing to offer that ninth overall pick, uh, then the deal is done and he's your guy. Um, and as we talked about in the first segment, I think the Broncos say yes to that deal. Uh, whether people are going to like that or not, I tend to think they won't. But while they cut off a lot of their negotiating power when they said it's a mutual parting of ways coming up, they also still, if multiple teams are interested, have a lot of power. Uh, and the Broncos, I think, have the best chip, the chip that they want the most. Because having seven and nine gives you a lot of power in the first round. So uh if they're able to if the Colts are in and the Broncos want to win this trade negotiation they have the piece to do it um but if Stafford got to choose would he choose the Colts yeah of course he would um they're the better team right now and they've proven it over the last two years so um you know I'm with you LDJ the Broncos have a lot of pieces that were injured and we didn't get to see them at their full potential but that doesn't – I mean, that only goes so far in terms of the opinion of a player when they see one team made the playoffs and one team went 5-11. and 11. Right, exactly. I totally agree with everything you said, Ryan. And to touch on another thing LDJ said, 
One thing I don't like that you're throwing out there, LDJ, is trading a first for Stafford and viewing him as a two-year rental. That's uh, I don't like that. I think if you trade for Stafford, he is your four to five-year guy, at least at a minimum four years. And then also, then it's fine if you trade a first for a huge upgrade at quarterback for four years. That's okay. Um, but if you only view him as a two-year guy, then I would not trade more than, I, I certainly wouldn't trade a first-round pick. So, uh, And also, I know what you're saying about Drew. You can keep Drew here and have him develop. He could be a great guy to develop behind Matthew Stafford. Uh, but you're also you know, realistically saying that you don't think he's really ever going to be the guy, but heck you'll keep him as a backup, Ryan, a a cheap backup that does have some upside that can win games in the NFL that you saw. Uh, Absolutely. I, you don't just dump drew uh, for a seventh round pick. If you trade for Stafford, the other Ryan says my boys in its policy of truth song, Depeche mode powerfully delivers us these lyrics. Now you're standing there tongue-tied. You'd better learn your lesson well. Hide what you have to hide and tell what you have to tell. As of today, it is now time to tell what you have to tell as to each of what as to what each of you want the Broncos to do at quarterback this season, what they will ultimately decide to do at quarterback, and what cost will be delivered to accomplish that result. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Okay, what do I want the Broncos to do? I want them to acquire Deshaun Watson. Uh, what will they decide to do? They will uh, decide to acquire Matthew Stafford. What will the cost be to accomplish that result? It will be the ninth overall pick. I want the Broncos to trade up this year and draft a rookie quarterback that they love. I don't care who it is, but if they're trading up, Ryan, to get a quarterback, it tells me they love him. I think that's the ideal situation here. Uh, What will they do? Just what Ryan said, ninth overall pick for Matthew Stafford in a week's time. It'll happen. It's not a week, Zach. It's only a few <laughs> days until Saturday at uh, around 3 p.m. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm trying to live in this world where what if Matthew Stafford is still on the Lions, you know, 8 p.m. on Saturday? Um, I, I don't know. I mean. I guess I'll just have to wait until Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, real quick, uh, our guy Ben Tedford just tweeted at me um, a TED talk of the guy who traded a paperclip for a house. It's no. a real story. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so maybe it can happen. Just, just dream on. So make that first move, you know, trading. Well, I don't want to say that. No, second round pick. We'll call a second round pick a uh, paperclip. Trade that for Matthew Stafford, and then we'll see. Maybe in a couple of weeks you can trade that for Deshaun Watson. You never know. Final uh, one here from Pick Tosser 66 Do you guys think Mike Remmers is having PTSD heading into the Super Bowl? He got absolutely owned by the Super Bowl 50 MVP, and now he gets to face his little clone. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> good luck, dude. Yikes. Don't sleep on the Bucks D keeping them in the game. And fellas, I just watched some Stafford highlights, and the dude is legit. He was single-handedly making the Lions competitive in games they had no business being in. Not his fault. They played for he played for one of the two worst organizations in football. His best running back for years was Theo Riddick, and his defense has been trash. Stafford on the Broncos is very intriguing. It certainly, certainly is. I mean, it, it's not crazy to say, Ryan, that he could come here and have his best season of his career from, from the get-go uh, and, you know, ha- have that huge spark because of just being in a better organization but then having all of the weapons that he has here too. Is there precedent uh, of someone like this who 
is a franchise quarterback for a bad team, um, a bad franchise, ends up finally getting his way out and then succeeds somewhere else? Mm, that could you say? Well, how how much did Carson Palmer succeed in Arizona? Was he there when they went to? No, that was Kurt Warner when they went Kurt to the Warner. Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think he had some crazy stats, but I don't know what their record was. I think they had a winning record in his time yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you've got Kirk Cousins getting out of uh, Washington for uh, the Vikings, but they haven't done anything really. Right. Um, They've had a winning record, I think, over his yep. time combined. Yep, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think anyone on the West Coast. Uh, this one doesn't really count because they were still good after he left and they were pretty good when he was there. But like Drew Brees uh, getting right. out of San Diego, he probably doesn't win a Super Bowl ever if he doesn't get out of there. Right. Um, and, and one that people may want to point to, it's not this exact situation, Ryan, but Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, the Colts were pretty dysfunctional at times under Jim Irsay, especially near the end of his time. And Peyton, while he only won one Super Bowl with the Colts, I mean, just Ryan, what could have he done throughout his career? I mean, he won five MVPs on his own. If he had a competent organization around him, I mean, what if he was with Bill Belichick in, in the Patriots? You may be talking about more than six Super Bowl rings that Tom Brady has. <laughs> it's true. Um, so yeah, you could make that case. Uh, obviously John Elway forcing his way to the Broncos is a little different as well. Um, I don't know if there is one that's like as good as we would want it to be. Oh, Jake Plummer. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cardinals were dysfunctional. Cardinals were dysfunctional. Broncos got him. They made an AFC championship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's the one. And Ryan right now, I know you and I are all about doing the Super Bowl moves. Would you take that if Matthew Stafford comes here, make this makes this team a winning team every single year? I mean, it, it could be the exact same situation where they make an AFC championship game. Let's say in four seasons, they lose and then they draft the next quarterback in the first round. Would you take yeah. that right now for the ninth overall pick? In a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Um, you know, I was having this conversation with Henry the other day and he was just like, I want Super Bowls. I want Super Bowls. And and I was just like, I've changed. I just want good football. Like, <laughs> sorry, my bar has lowered. Um, eventually, and again, I'm with you, Zach. You have to take a step forward to get there. Um, you can't get to the mountaintop standing at the basin. Um, is, yeah. that, is that the correct terminology there? It sound, sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Is the basin the top? Uh, I would think the... I don't think so. I should yeah, know this. Yeah, I know. I was going to say 14 or guys got to help me here. What do you call it when you reach the top? The summit. Okay. You summit. Yep. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think the basin is the bottom. Yep. Um, I'm saying like, you can't get, you can't, you can't reach the summit standing at the bottom, staring at the people up there. You got to make moves. You got to get halfway up. Uh, and then maybe when you're halfway up, you find um, a new, What's the term for the people who lead you up the mountain? Oh, and uh, well, it wouldn't be pack mule, would it? <laughs> oh, no. um, a Sherpa. Ah, uh, yes, yes. You know, you need a, a, a nice average to above average Sherpa to get you halfway up Everest. <laughs> and then halfway there, you get to like the master uh, yeah. who lives there. Yeah. <laughs> and then and honestly, he takes you to the promised land. And honestly, you know, we can talk about it, but like, the Broncos 
did this. They did this. They got Jake Plummer because they knew they had to take a step forward. And then once they were halfway there, they said, all right, it's time. They jumped up in the draft and they got Jay Cutler. And who knows where the Broncos would have been if Jay Cutler, if Josh McDaniels didn't come in and, man, I almost cursed, uh, <laughs> screw everything up. And maybe he wouldn't have gotten them to the mountaintop, but he at least would have, would have continued the, the rise, I think. And um, that's the move here. You bring in Matthew Stafford. He gets you to relevancy. You're able to build around him. People want to come to Denver again. And then you say, all right, there's our guy. And you just pounce uh, like your cat just did on your back. And <laughs> you say, let's go. It's time. Yeah. Uh, and this might be right when the Chiefs are starting to feel the implications of all those big contracts they put up. They lose some good players. Now you've got this great offense and you've got this new quarterback and boom. There you go. That You have to have a plan. That's one of the biggest compl- complaints I've heard from people who have been a part of the Broncos organization over the last five years. They didn't feel like there was a plan in place. This would be a plan, in my opinion. I'm pumped. I am pumped now that we just talked about these situations. And, of course, like we talked about earlier, you can point to Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes uh, in, in Kansas City about how there was a one and then a second step. You can point to Jake Plumler, Jake Cutler, and Ryan. Man, I'm stoked now. I, I, I think everyone – could get behind this move. And again, I think it's so important what we talked about yesterday, just how valuable is that ninth overall pick? It can be very, very valuable. But also, Ryan, what we talk about is there's also a chance when I say, would you rather have a a huge upgrade at quarterback the next four to five years? Or would you rather have a stud cornerback, a linebacker? Well, what I haven't said in that is you could have a bust. At the ninth overall pick, you are not guaranteed to have a good player. What you are guaranteed a good player is, is Matthew Stafford. You know he's not going to come here and instantly become one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. That's that's part of this. What what first-round picks hit on like 33% of the time or something? So it's very possible that you just straight up don't hit there. Yeah. Um, that's probably the ceiling factor for me as to why I would do this. And, and I've been back and forth throughout this podcast, whether I want to actually send number nine for Matthew Stafford. Obviously, if you don't have to, you don't. Um, but the ceiling factor for me is every mock draft I look at, I don't see the Broncos selecting a player that I think is elite. Now, I'm not the be-all, end-all of draft evaluations or even close to it, but I'm basing my opinion on what they should do based on my opinion of these players. And I'm not sold on Micah Parsons. I'm not sold really on Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertan, although I think Sertan um, has a much lower floor and can probably come in and be a pretty decent NFL corner right away. But I also don't think he is – I don't know if his, his potential is that of a player that changes the franchise. And isn't that what you're looking for at the number 10 overall pick? Well, one thing I know that absolutely changes the franchise – is bringing in a franchise quarterback. And that's what you could do with Matthew Stafford. So, you know, I think we'll finish the, the podcast on that note. I, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Um, if you don't, I'm not going to be all of a sudden changing my mind on Drew Locke and saying you screwed up and you, miss, and you missed out on Matthew Stafford and you're idiots. Um, but this isn't the Nuggets. And sometimes you can skip, skip steps in football. Uh, and bringing in a quarterback, you can skip a few here. Uh, on the eventual goal, which is reaching reaching the the summit. Yep, so. ex- exactly. So, George, 
let's get on this. Let's not waste any more time. Let's do this before Ryan's flight. Yeah. Not, I mean, honestly, now that I have my DraftKings position in there, then do it whenever. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the, it says on there, what team will he take his first snap for in 2021? Oh. Uh, so they're protecting themselves from that Deshaun Watson flip. <laughs> yes, they certainly are. All right, before we get out of here, one last shout out to Green Mountain Dental. Our sales director, Lindsay, had her wisdom teeth removed from Green Mountain Dental. And Allie is next in line uh, to get that done at Green Mountain Dental Group. Um, Lindsay said it was the best dentist experience she's had in her life. Uh, they sent her a personal card when she became a new patient. Uh, the doctor personally called her to check up on her a few days later, make sure everything was doing okay. Uh, of course, when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush down there. But they're going to treat you like family because they're part of the same family that you're part of, the DNVR family. So shout out Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, but for Zach and I, that's going to wrap it up on a decisive edition of the DNVR Broncos podcast. We'll talk to you guys later.